Welcome to the Downstream Column podcast, Start with the End in Mind, How to Facilitate Transfer from Non-GMP to GMP. I'm Brandy Sargent, editor of the Downstream Column. Joining me today is Avril Vermont, Bioprocess Hardware Specialist at GE Healthcare. Transfer from a non-GMP to a GMP environment is a resource-intensive activity for process development and manufacturing in bioprocessing. Avril has several years of experience working in the technology transfer group at a large pharmaceutical company. Today, we will ask her about best practices and how being proactive and one step ahead can make the process more seamless. I wanted to start today by asking if you could tell us about your experience and success with technology transfer. I started out at a CMO where I helped client companies transfer their processes into our manufacturing site. And then I worked for a biopharmaceutical company transferring processes from development to manufacturing and then later transferring from one manufacturing location to another location. I think a successful tech transfer depends on a good understanding of all the factors that impact process performance and product quality. It also depends on sufficient documentation to capture all of this knowledge and excellent teamwork between the sending and receiving sites. You spent several years in process development at a large biopharmaceutical company, and you know one of the more challenging steps is to move from a non-GMP lab or pilot plant environment into GMP manufacturing. What would you say makes a process fit for GMP? So remember, GMP is a framework. It's a guide that ultimately we are responsible for, and we need to understand our product profile as well as our procedures, equipment, and facilities within this framework. This translates into an expectation from regulatory agencies for product and process knowledge. Within this simple regulatory framework, we're also responsible for determining what our appropriate actions and practices will be. The role of agencies are to have an objective view um, and make sure that we deliver what we define and are committing to. I think successful GMP executed efficiently promotes the health of business partners and most importantly, patients. When working in process development, how can you be one step ahead and prepare for future GMP manufacturing? Could you tell us maybe the top three things to consider? So one goal in process development is to develop processes that account for variation in order to secure a robust product output. Critical quality attributes, or CQAs, are properties that determine the safety, purity, strength, potency, and stability of a molecule. You need to define CQAs early to ensure you obtain an end product with the quality that you need. In addition, you also need to consider the critical process parameters, or CPPs, which are the parameters in the manufacturing process that are important to control in order to meet these CQAs. Typically, CPPs are established with a target set point for control, along with an acceptable range of variability around the target. With this in mind, here are three things I would consider in order to be one step ahead in PD and facilitate the transfer to a GMP setting. First, consider if the operating space at small scale or in the non-GMP setting will be the same after scale-up and in the GMP environment. You can identify scale-independent operating parameters in process development, For instance, an easy example is maintaining resonance time across chromatography scales. 
An often overlooked consideration is the buyer burden and product degradation risks associated with large-scale operating space. For instance, is your product intermediate stable at room temp? If it isn't, how easy or difficult is it to control the temperature at that step? This is especially difficult in manufacturing um, versus how easy it might be in the lab. Another consideration is whether or not the process solutions of buffers that are defined are appropriate for the manufacturing environment. For instance, labs may more easily accommodate small volumes of ethanol or have hoods and cabinets for handling acids and bases. But when you're considering hundreds of liters in manufacturing, there could be more difficulties handling and controlling these solutions. The second consideration would be to use technology platforms to mitigate risks associated with equipment during transfer. So you can consider technologies that can grow and be flexible across your process development and manufacturing scales. Building process science on similar equipment with the similar operations as manufacturing provides reproducibility. But it can also be simple things like having a software platform with a similar naming convention and the ability to compare results or overlay trends from multiple batches. Also, if you're working within a platform, you can simulate the cleaning and sanitization protocols in the lab. The third thing I would recommend is to think about regulatory compliance early. For instance, are the raw materials you use GMP grade quality? Also consider the cost when the scale goes up. Ensure there's a security of supply program for your critical consumables. Something else to think about is whether or not your analytical methods support your final vision for GMP in terms of sensitivity and implementation. Consider multi-attribute methods and how you can simplify the method if it is performed on the manufacturing floor, in an emerging market, or at an outsource lab. And remember, both the FDA and ICH point to taking a risk-based approach to your CQA and CPP definitions. You should revisit your risk assessment throughout the development life cycle as you gain more understanding of your process and product. And I wanted to follow up by asking, is there anything else that is required to transfer the process? Teamwork and documentation are key. Having team members who specialize in specific functionalities add to the likelihood of success. For instance, consider including a subject matter expert on facility fit on the development team. He or she will know the capabilities of the receiving site and can quickly point out when an operating range is misaligned at small scale. Documenting a formal transfer plan is also important and should include process transfer objectives, deliverables, timeline, team responsibilities, and also provide an overview of the risks associated with various milestones. Recently, I saw a good presentation on tech transfer at BPI West from Bayer. Jasmina Shie outlines an overview of the business process needed for complex tech transfers and points to a process owner who drives implementation and keeps us to our timelines. She described a future state in which master data sources populate documents real-time, which leads to a data-driven execution of our tech transfers. I think this will be a powerful set of tools when fully realized. So we've been talking about how to transfer a process into GMP manufacturing, and I wanted to switch gears a little bit and ask if you could tell us how do you maintain GMP? 
Understanding material compatibility and establishing cleaning and maintenance practices are explicit requirements for GMP. Cleaning and maintenance are usually specified by SOPs and recorded in equipment logbooks and reports. Commissioning, qualification, and validation activities establish the validated state of the facilities and equipment for use in GMP processes. A PM program is typically established so systems are maintained in this state and unexpected failures do not impact product quality. This includes a calibration schedule specifying routine checks of components and instruments. It can also confirm the accurate measurement and control of operating parameters. Historically, this has been time-consuming and results in loss of utilization due to plant or system downtime. Staying up-to-date on industry best practices and optimizing maintenance workflows for changeovers through digital tools can result in increased utilization and productivity. One thing I wanted to ask if you could describe further is the transfer from a GMP environment to another GMP environment. For example, if you're moving to an external CMO, would it still be the top three things to consider in terms of of moving the process? Transferring to an external partner can make the considerations of teamwork and documentation more significant. In all teams, trust is fundamental. Clarifying the tech transfer business process, communication plan, and responsibilities of team members in a kickoff help increase the likelihood of success. If you've clearly agreed on the objectives and team members' responsibilities, you can expect the team to be successful moving toward their common goal. But you should also take into account that all parties may be new to each other and working outside of their usual pace. Be reasonable and revisit the early kickoff discussions as the team starts up. Starting my career at a CMO convinced me that having a good document package that evolves as the transfer progresses is also a key to success. I can think of a few examples of miscommunication that led to confusion on the manufacturing floor at the time of execution. Simplification of documents, clear wording, and thorough review are worth the time and effort. Since my CMO days, I've reviewed, approved, and influenced several tech transfer document types. And I don't have a perfect example yet, but instead I think the way information is organized is dependent on the intent, objectives, and parties involved in the tech transfer project. When planning and generating documents, keep an open mind and consider the end result you're trying to achieve and who your audience will be. Lastly, on the technical side of working with CMOs, I think the biggest consideration is that you don't own the operating space like you could with in-house manufacturing. Most CMOs have implemented technology platforms to help them be competitive and ease their scale-up and transfers into their facilities. You should ask them to share their facility and equipment knowledge so you can understand their operating ranges and capabilities but you should also share your process understanding so that all of you can assess the facility fit and risk together. CMOs are ready for these types of discussions and will welcome the sharing of information that will result in a successful tech transfer. I had one more question. Being an equipment provider, what would you say that you as a vendor can do to support your customers, and what should they expect from their suppliers? 
A customer recently described me as being an extension of their team and said I was contributing to their success. That was very gratifying, but it also comes as a result of a lot of hard work and careful attention. It also comes with continued responsibility. The expectation for suppliers continues to grow as end users face the need for process and product understanding while also demonstrating compliance with global regulations. For recently launched products like Prisma Protein A Resin or the ActaPilot 600 chromatography system, GE considered both the process development needs and the final GMP requirements. Because of this, we're confident our technologies help customers as they advance through their product life cycle. We know that we provide central products and equipment to customers, and with that, we have a responsibility to contribute to their process knowledge. We do this by offering tools like material traceability, scale-up data across our product platforms, cleaning procedure templates, and change control notifications. We have a thorough understanding of the operating space for the technologies we provide, and we want to make sure this understanding is clearly conveyed and appropriately incorporated into our customers' consideration of good manufacturing practices. That's all the questions I have for today. Thank you so much, Avril, for participating. This has been really interesting and insightful and a good discussion around transfer to GMP manufacturing. Is there anything else that you'd like to add for our listeners today? I'm proud to work for GE and love helping customers implement the best solutions for them to be successful. Thank you for inviting me to come and talk about tech transfer to GMP. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Cell Culture Dish podcast. To learn more about this and other stem cell and biomanufacturing related topics, please visit us at www.cellculturedish.com or for downstream biomanufacturing topics, www.downstreamcolumn.com.